everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to. Mm. I am your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Jeff, is well, here. not always. Most of the time. Almost always. Almost always. As Very much as nearly. I can be, <laughs> as, circumstances permit. As close to always as I can get you. Mm-hmm. For I prefer you to be there you are my beloved co-host my very favorite oh that's so sweet plus that's why i make you watch shit like curse 2 the bite what the fuck man (laughs) man i thought we were friends the past few weeks what i have been rolling on because the way we do the movies for this is i have a fucking list of like almost 200 movies that people have told us to watch mm-hmm. and every time i go to a random number generator and i'm like yo give me something and i'll spin that bitch up and the last three weeks it has been like you get pain mm-hmm. you get nothing sir no it's it's great usually you give i mean here's here's a little inside baseball for the folks at home usually we roll a couple times and we make our decision based on which one is easiest to get a hold of. Oh, yeah, because a lot of times have entertainment value. Yeah, people will recommend stuff and then I'll be like, yeah, let's do that. And then I'll go try to find it. I'm like, oh, it's impossible to find yeah. this. There's or like some- one copy on eBay for $75. Yeah, or some things making their way into the list and they're just like, oh, Nicolas Cage movies are always good. And you're like, no, sometimes they're not even like weird enough to talk about. Sometimes he just needs to pay off his castle he bought in Scotland. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we have a couple reasons to do that. This time, I, I assume you did that yourself and just didn't tell me because you gave me nothing. You just, you just mailed me a shit registered. <laughs> I had to sign for this. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. I did roll twice uh-huh. and let me tell you, we did this out of laziness on my part because oh, okay. the other one, uh, was to go watch a Dolph Lundgren film from a DVD that I was given that has one of those like here's seven Dolph Lundgren films (laughs) and I looked up to where my DVDs were and went I ain't getting out of this chair (laughs) and then said hey we're doing curse to the bite and then we watched it and I immediately (laughs) feel bad about my choices (laughs) I should have taken the moment to get up and get that DVD I can tell you one thing that I, I, I have learned from from watching this film is that I do not want to watch Curse 1, not The Bite, whatever that I, is. Thing is, I was looking at it and I'm like, what the fuck was the original Curse then? Because I've seen... There's probably 300 movies called Curse. That's the other problem, yeah. is I'm like, how do I find the original Curse? Because Curse 2, The Bite, I was like, great, cool. I've... I've found a DV or a Blu-ray cover that has both the curse and curse too. And the curse is like, has a picture of a house. And I'm like, is this a haunted house thing that then they just decided, fuck it. Let's take the name. I mean, it could easily be one of those like troll two situations or zombie three situations where zombie three is technically a sequel to Dawn of the dead. Uh. Even though like they didn't have the rights to make a sequel to that. There's those things happen. Like so so maybe that's what's going on here especially with this boring ass title Curse to the Bite. Oh man. But uh but yeah, I this... guess okay. So here I looked up mm-hmm. The Curse. I'm going to tell you this, no real spoilers. Curse to the Bite is about a dude who gets bit by a snake and then you would think begins to turn into a snake and it's much weirder than that. Yeah. <laughs> the It's much it's much more uh, less taxing on the special effects guy than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> I'm going to be your honest reviewer today. (laughs) The curse, I'll just, 
Life on the family dairy farm is difficult for young Zach Haynes, parentheses Will Wheaton. Oh my. Hard work, long hours, and the normal family squabbles, but after an ice blue meteor plunges through the midnight sky and lands on their property, it gets worse. It had the traveler in it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Something inside the meteor is infecting every living thing on the farm. Fruits which look perfect on the outside are teeming with worms. Oh, jeez. Uh, and okay. Zach's family is beginning to change. So it's it feels like the curse was basically, what if we did color out of space, but generic version. Yeah. And then curse to the bite was... What if we had $8? <laughs> hey, someone already did a student film of this movie. Can we just put the curse's name on it? Curse 2 is an exercise in how much voiceover can you put over stock footage of cars driving? <laughs> uh, someone went, hey, dude, I I fucked up. I meant to get a couple uh, rubber snakes for Halloween. Mm. I got a gross. Too many rubber snakes. Can we it's, do something with this? Well, there's a special effects artist was the only person of note in the credits beyond Jamie oh, Farr yeah. from, from MASH being in this. Because his name is like, I don't know, Screaming Sam something. Scream, or... Screaming Mad George, who is... Fairly infamous in the horror uh, scene for weird fucking special effects. Okay. In this case, he seemed pretty infamous for fa for ripping off the crystal gravy sketch from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Except that came out, I think, two years after this. <laughs> so, good for him. Uh, yeah. No, th this is... Uh, uh, no spoiler review. This this fucking sucks. You can You can skip this and go about your business and be a happy person. It is... I'm gonna say... Just from a perspective of, huh, you did something different from what I thought you would do. It was interesting to me that they did it. The thing is, I do agree with you that it was like, <laughs> oh, if we did the normal thing, this would cost too much. Let's instead spend no money. Yes, I don't think they had any money. They were like, okay, we could roll toilet paper around a guy's hand yeah. and spend and zero dollars. there's a monster. <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah all right so <laughs> no spoiler review is it's real bad drags on a long time and someone managed to get uh, jamie far from mash in here and there's no reason for it <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, if he didn't have scenes with the main characters i would have guessed he had done his entire filming in a day <laughs> but it looks like he full-on committed it was a real part of this movie yeah oh uh, all right we are going to go ahead, we're going to play a little bit of music, and then we will come back with the full spoiler review going into Curse 2, The Bite. He's a cold we're back, and it's time to talk to you about Curse to the Bite. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, we're done. So, uh... <laughs> so, uh, how, how are you, you doing? Hey, what's going on? What's, hey, what's you, happening? Did you know we're going to be in Seattle in, in uh, early March to do a, the, our first appearance at any kind of convention in three fucking years? Yeah, it is our uh, our first con bit for a while. Yeah, we're going to be at, uh, at the Emerald yeah. City Comic Con. Yeah. We're going to be doing, uh, it's a, a shared panel with James D'Amato. Catch us there on that Friday. Mm -hmm. I think that's two, March 4th, 3rd? 3rd, March 3rd, I think around 2.15 to 2.45 p.m. 
Uh, it's going to be a rehash, a re-envisioning of the game show pa- uh, event that we did at Gen Con a number of years ago. Uh, this time we're going to be throwing fucking prizes at you. That's right. So if you're going to be in Seattle at that time, come on out and see us. Uh, this one is technically in support of the books we write and not specifically of the shows we make. But that doesn't mean we won't just talk about whatever you want. So <laughs> We won't just do whatever the fuck we want exactly. anyway. I mean, technically this is a... Dungeon Meister and Ultimate RPG appearance by the by the pair uh, us authors and James the other author, but but uh, please come out and see us. There's going to be more of them this year. I'm just getting that started because I do not want to talk about Curse Two: The Bite. <laughs> Man, Curse Two: The Bite doesn't want to start into Curse Two: The Bite. It spends. I gotta say this. It takes an hour for someone to die in this film. Yes, and. Even at that point, it's another, like, 15 minutes before we get any actual, like, monster stuff. Yeah. no, the, It the, is fucking slow. And it's an hour and a half movie. So yeah. you get 15 minutes at the end where you're like, ha-ha, monsters! Every time there's a scene, you can hear, like, the violin music come up. And you're like, oh, they're going to have a tender moment between our two main characters. It's going to be five minutes of, of the, the girlfriend being like, no, but we, we will make it through this. We will. We will make it through this. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, if there was ever a time in my life for my computer to not be in the shop, let it be now. (laughs) It is amazing to me (laughs) that I was so ready to give this movie some credit because there is a scene uh, after our main protagonist gets bit by a radioactive snake uh, and does not become Snake Man, a superhero, but instead... (laughs) Uh, Clark, our main hero, and they have names. Oh yeah, Clark and Lisa. Christ Almighty, I had no idea. Uh, I mean, Lisa and Clark get name dropped. I mean, I think Lisa gets dropped more because Clark says it. Mm-hmm. She only says Clark like five times in this fucking film. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I didn't care what anyone was saying. So you know, I'm still gonna try and review. We do, I mean, to, to show you that I did watch it, and I'm not just bullshitting my way through, it opens at a gas station where a... Well, no, what I was going to say is yeah. there was a point where after Sorry. Clark has been bitten, yeah, they're at a bar and he hits her. Yes. And I was like, damn, movie. She immediately was like, fuck you, drop me off. We're not together anymore. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. And I was like, yes, good job. And then she immediately is like... Nah, you tried to finger me and I'm into it. Let's you have tried sex to and I'm your, with done. Your gross wound hand under three inches of bandage. And I'm into it. And so we're just going to bang it out. And then no longer are we going to be uh, not together. And I will spend the rest of the movie being like, no, I love him. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Why did we even have that scene? Although the phrase, why did we even have that mm. scene is most of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Why did we even have those 90 minutes? <laughs> Including credits. So, yeah, it opens at a gas station where the Harbinger is present. Uh, He is a a weird-looking kid who asks some... A lot of this movie is gas station attendants asking weirdly penetrating questions. Um, So we get a scene of him him being like, That's a right purdy-looking girl up inside your vehicle there. Is that your wife or your girlfriend? Yeah. It's, It's an interesting thing to me. The the whole Harbinger role in this film. Because there's two of them? Because you get two, and he's really the main one. Because he's the one who's like, hey, don't go this way. Yes. He's the one who gives you the advice that you don't follow. Yeah. But it's weird to me that... I mean, I think just in general, a lot of Harbingers 
you know, if you're like, oh, I'm going up to a cabin, they're like, that cabin's cursed. You're like, oh, this guy's crazy. But this, guy this crazy. one was just like, oh, yeah, if you go up that way, it's fucked. There's no one for 100 miles. Like, if you have a problem, you will be absolutely fucked. And they're like, well, what was that guy's problem? He's an asshole. And I'm like, no, he was like, he had a little bit of like a, you know, stereotypical hick accent. Yeah. But other than that, he was just he, like. He had Habsburg jaw, too. Yeah. <laughs> I but it was it was mostly him just going, no, don't fucking go up Yellow Sands. Yeah, he's that like, place is fucked. He's trying to keep them away from a famous site of atomic bomb testing, um, where this movie never actually says anything beyond like the government and them bombs at one point as is its backstory for what the fuck is happening. They poison the water in the air. Yeah. Uh, so so there's we're doing the bare minimum at, at every turn, as little as possible. It's uh, it's just. For me, I was like, for a Harbinger, he came off much more like, oh, there's this road, and yeah. that's how you get there. And then he, and you know, Clark's like, well, why don't we take this shortcut? He's like, because that place is fucked, and there's nothing around, and it's a terrible idea to go that way. And he goes, and when they drive off, he's like, I don't know what's up with that weirdo. Local yokel. Uh, We're going the fast way. I'm like, dude. Why did you some, ask? If some guy that lives locally is like, do do not take that road. I'm like, yes, sir. I don't know shit. I'm not from here. Yeah, but you know, our main character needs to be a dumb asshole in order to fall into the horror trap. That's that old. If you if your movie has a harbinger, you have to have your characters be disrespectful and be like, I don't trust you. You you uh you wise person giving me sage advice. Though usually that's in a horror movie where the trope is much more like, oh, there's a group. Of people and they're all going over there so that you can have a thing where it's like, oh, here's three guys and gals and they're an asshole. And then one of the people is like, I'm sorry about them. Don't worry about it. So we can establish the whole final girl thing. Yeah, that's fair. This movie we're, doesn't have enough people for a final girl thing. Yeah, whereas Lisa doesn't girl. interact with him at all. No. And Clark is just like, ah, oh, I had a totally normal interaction with a guy. What a fuck bag. He didn't have a normal interaction with that guy. His first thought was to peer inside the window, leer at your girlfriend and be like, that's a right hot creature you got in your car there. Is she available or what? He's like, no, that's not normal. And it's going to keep happening. <laughs> Everybody wants Lisa and Lisa doesn't seem to give a shit. No, no. And, and this movie, I, I think it was 1989, 89 for is, the bite, which is wild because this movie feels like very much an early 80s piece of horror trash oh it definitely does have all of the like classic telltale signs of this being the early 80s yeah and yet <laughs> yeah it's 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 just wild but yeah they ignore him and drive off towards yellow sands this is when we start getting establishing shots of snakes so you know this is a snake themed horror movie oh yeah i mean we even start before we even get there was like, ah, Yellow Sands testing site and dudes in, you know, oh, right, big yeah. hazmat suits picking up a snake. Yeah, there's a shot of that. I had forgotten because it doesn't ever come up again. There's just some snakes. Oh, yeah. And and rubber snakes. This is, I think, outside of there's a couple of shots of some baby snakes, like the garter snakes and stuff that I think they brought in. Oh, yeah. We do get, like, probably stock footage of any, like, rattlers and yeah. things like that. There's one shot of a rattlesnake under a car. Yes. And then after that, that same rattlesnake... Uh, is replaced by a Bushmaster snake for some reason, and then we never see the snake again. We hear it, and people keep saying, there it goes! And that's... that's hey, a snake's over there! <laughs> that's the full extent of the snake action that we're going to get from this point forward. So, real cheap. Which, I'm going to say, 
good because in the end of this movie when there are like some snakes in mud and it looks like oh they put real live snakes in the mud next to uh jill sholin who plays lisa in this classic shitty horror scream queen Mm -hmm. but i was like oh don't do that you don't have the budget for a snake handler permits (laughs) this is not a movie that anyone was aware of so no there's no way this is safe (laughs) even if these are non-venomous snakes you don't want these in the fucking mud with some lady have you ever heard of the shitty birds rip off beaks no, it's it features a scene where people are flying in an airplane and then they run into a cloud of birds that are trying to throw themselves into the propeller of the airplane to bring them down. Because uh-huh. it's another one of them birdemic type movies. And to film it, they just took big handfuls of live pigeons and threw them at the actors in an airplane cockpit. Whoo! <laughs> it's like like hard. Woo, so they're bonking off the canopy. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, so, yeah. No, that- that's that is the level of animal handling that i assumed in this film which is why i was like you know what i'm glad you don't show more snakes because otherwise things would have probably gone poorly (laughs) yeah yeah so so we get shots of like the fence around the yellow sands testing site that have a bunch of ropes hanging off them but it's all in silhouette so maybe those are snakes uh and then and then shots of like big piles of rubber snakes on roads that's kind of our, our, this is the scary thing that's going to happen, everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, we get a scene where, I mean, we have so much fucking business where nothing happens. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, we get a flat tire, and you're like, oh, here it is. Here's the moment where shit goes down. It's like, oh, no, he shoots a snake that's coming up near Lisa, a snake and then they fix their, the yeah. tire and leave. And the snake sneaks into their car while he's fixing the tire. So that's, that is when they get the snake into their car. Is it? Yes. There is the point. You can see their guitar fall down because the snake moves it. Okay. Because I was like, there's also a point. I guess it must have been already in the car. You're talking second gas station. Where we get snake eyed view from the second gas station. Yeah, it's already in the car. And it doesn't do anything. It does snake eye view and it doesn't fucking do anything. This movie does, like, when they get there, he gets a flat tire and he gets out and looks at it and he's all, oh, shit. And our main character is like a 23 year old wearing a ratty tank top. You know, he's. He's a young man, with, and him and his girlfriend are, have a dream of running away together to California from whatever New Mexico shithole they started in. Uh, oh, they started way farther than that, because oh, they're the, doing cross-country. Okay, they go yeah. into Texas yeah. at one point. They mentioned, the, the cities mentioned in this movie are shit like Truth or Consequences and Winslow, so they're they're out in the middle of the flat part of, of that, that area of the country when this is happening. Um, but, the, yeah, he gets out, he looks at the flat. He's all macho about it. So when when the girlfriend Lisa leans out, she's like, hey, can I help? He's like, no. And then she just goes, hey, can I tell you all about my dream? And that was and I was like, no, Uh, no no one wants to hear about your fucking dreams. uh, And then she has the worst dream ever where she doesn't know what dinosaurs are. And and it just sucks. hmm. And there's a point where he's like, and where was I in this dream? Peeling off your animal skin top caveman outfit. And she's like. Uh, no, you're off somewhere picking berries. It's my dream, and I can say whatever I want was in it. And I'm like, so it's not even your fucking dream. You're just telling you're me just dumb, making shit you're up. Just telling me a bullshit dumb story. Go sit in the car. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the fact that they're like, all right, oh no, tires flat. Anyway, we fixed it, and on we go. And then they get to the gas station, and Harpinger Two. We get our next spooky guy who is. The padding. It's just there to be like, oh, I'm here to tell you about how much snakes are bad. Because we have a scene where they, like, drive over a fucking crate full of snakes. There's just a ton of fake snakes on the oh, ground. Yeah. Yes, so many. And I love the shot because they show them driving over these rubber snakes a lot. Yes, they do. And, of course, they use I the love whole, that like, shot too. 
uh, sh- like background sheen of heat coming off of asphalt. Mm-hmm. So you can't really make it out. It's a good way to hide the fact that you have rubber snakes, but they could only afford like one squib. Uh-huh. So in the entire scene of them driving over so many rubber snakes, at one point it goes, and some blood pops out and then doesn't ever again. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. And the whole time this is happening. Yeah. The shot of the truck driving over the snakes is funny. But the best part is the two are two gormless morons that are our main characters leaning out and just looking down as they drive over snakes. And all they, they n- never do they say snake. They just keep going. What is happening? What are these things? What is all of this? Why is it continuing to happen? What? And that's all they ever say. Never. No one is just like, wow, that's a fucking lot of snakes. Holy shit. What a bunch of snakes. And also I was like, dude, if you're driving over that many snakes, don't lean your head out of the car window because like a snake might get thrown up towards your face or you, something. You're already committed that you're driving over a bunch of snakes. Just lean into it and drive until there's not snakes under you anymore. They're not going to bite your tires. Yeah. You're just going to kill a bunch of snakes today. You got to you gotta really suck it up and go, you know what? Oops. Killed a lot of snakes. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening here. You killed a bunch of snakes. But <laughs> Yeah. They managed to get to this other gas station, and the guy there is like, oh, I'll fix your tire for 200 American dollars. Mm-hmm. And the the big thing here is, ah, oh, he's got a picture of his dog, and ooh, his <laughs> dog got bit by a snake, and we are going to get a snake dog puppet at one point. Which is why this guy's in the movie, I guarantee it. That, that Screaming Mad George was like, I made this puppet dog, and they were like, can we put snake fangs on it? And he was like... Sure. And th- now it's in the movie. Oh, knowing what I know about Screaming Mad George, he was 100% like, I have made a dog snake puppet. And they were like, we don't have a dog snake in this. And he's like, you do now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, I like this guy because he's got that sort of, I'm living in the post-apocalypse and the rest of the world hasn't realized it yet vibe. Because he's living out in the middle, by, right by all this snake bullshit. And he's living behind like, like an iron barred gate. And when, when, uh, what's his name comes walking up, Clark. Clark comes walking up to be like, Hey, can we get some service? Points a shotgun at him through a tiny hole in the grate. Yeah. This guy is dead serious. And when, and he's also one of those like harbinger guys that won't say anything, which always feel weird in these movies where they're like, Hey, so, uh, can you tell me what's going on down that way? Everyone's going to hell. And you're like, you know, you could be like, there's a bunch of fucking weird snakes around. Oh, the snakes, eh, poison with the bombs, and then the ones that survive are big and they're messed up. And I'm like, okay, dude, cool, cool. So how far is it to the next town? Well, I got I also love that Clark notices the dog picture stapled to the side of this shitty rusted down gas station. And asks about exactly. it. Exactly. When have you ever seen a picture of a dog somewhere and been like, this dog, I need to know about it. What's the deal with this dog? <laughs> you have a picture of a dog, and I'm going to ask you. I'll tell you the answer to that. It's Facebook. It's anytime <laughs> anyone posts a picture of their family, and there's a dog. And you're like, I, I give a shit about one of the living things in that picture. <laughs> there's only one thing I care about here, and it's where's that dog? Where's that dog, and can I have that dog? <laughs> <laughs> the next time I see you, will that dog be there? That is the only thing that matters to it's me. Just, it it, it re- reminds me of someone like going into a Red Robin and being like, Hey, uh, what's up with that American flag made out of cut-in-half baseballs? I'd like to know more about that. Can you, can you give me further detail about whatever the fuck that is, please? Hey, you've got a burger, and it seems to be spiked on the top of the Eiffel Tower. Mm. What's that all about? I bet there's an interesting story behind that. 
<laughs> but yeah, the guy's just like, oh, my dog got bit by a snake. And, you know, Clark's like, oh, well, didn't they have anti-venom? Didn't work. Eh, all fucked up. Anyway. Of course it didn't work. You're 100 miles from anything. Anti-venom is one of those you got to do it right now kind of situations. Oh, yeah. That's why the entire fucking Harry Morton thing in this with Jamie Farr, I was like, what are you doing, man? I love when this they stop This is so it. pointless. But yeah, so he, he fixes the dude's tire for 200 bucks. And I love that this young, poor couple who never even changed clothes throughout the course of this movie just have 200 bucks to pay for this. Yeah. They don't even... Ma- they're, they're, they're just in his pocket, in yeah. crumpled up bills, he just managed to be like, here you go, here's $200 bills. 200 like, big ones. What? <laughs> I love that they wanted to introduce the idea that this guy is is way overcharging them because he knows he has them over a barrel and also because he doesn't even want to go outside because of the risk. So it's like these two things happening at once. So they they have him overcharge, but then they don't go, oh, wait a minute. He's price gouging like shitty big dreams move to Hollywood and get famous teenagers. They won't have the money. Yeah. Instead, they just go, eh, they just do. No, I thought, honestly, when that scene started, I thought for sure he was going to say, yeah, sure, we will. And then they'll just drive off without paying him. Yeah. But no, he just has hundreds of dollars on him at all times. Uh-huh. So he pays the guy. The guy just basically is creepy and gives him a bunch of warnings. Uh, Clark does ask to use the bathroom. And when he goes inside, he decides to snoop for some fucking reason. Oh, yeah. He hears a dog whine. Yeah. And instead of going like, oh, this guy must have got Another a new dog. dog. I love that he's like, that story about the dog was bullshit. This place could only have ever had one dog on the property. <laughs> This man would clearly never have a picture of a dog up if he still didn't own it. I gotta go find this dog. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? I will prove this gas station attendant a liar. Why? <laughs> like, if I have to use the bathroom and I'm going to someplace and I hear a dog whine, I'll make a note to be like, I gotta go back and find that dog. <laughs> but first, it's bathroom time. I gotta go to the bathroom. And I'm not gonna go look for the dog, because what if I'm wrong and I end up finding sloth? I don't need to go on a long, heartwarming adventure. Especially because his trip takes him, like, down into the basement exactly. of this place. Just stay to the right, man. Just fucking stay to the right. My man. <laughs> but yeah, he gets, you know, before he can actually find anything, shoot off by shotgun-wielding gas station attendant. Yeah. They fuck off, and then the gas station attendant goes to... Feed Lady his dog, and it's it just, comes out from a blanket, and it is a little snake dog. It's a snake puppet dog. It kind of looks like Boney from that, uh... <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> no, I know I'm not. I can't remember what that show was called. But... Leave me alone, <laughs> Hopefully that'll help a couple of people get there. <laughs> the puppets uh, in this are... Uh, the best word I can say is, we would put them on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm looking up pictures of bony right now and i'm like yeah more or less yeah that's about right <laughs> <laughs> can you please look up what the show is called uh nor wienerville uh i don't know right, yes well, he was on wienerville fuck yeah there we, we go that's right mid-period nickelodeon God, fucking wienerville was awful this anyway so bad <laughs> <laughs> better than this I would have rather watched Wienerville, the same episode, uh, for the uh, repeated for the runtime of this. <laughs> uh, they go to a, they get to a small town, a weird little small town where Jamie Farr's character is there. Yeah, they go to unload because they're at their hotel room for the evening, and that's when Clark gets bit, and 
I like that they don't have filming at nighttime money for this this fucking shit. So there's a part where he reveals he's been snake bit to like these people who are like, oh, let us help you, let us help you. And then one of the the the, the woman who has her mom out or her her daughter out there with her is like doesn't want to be a part of this. So she, she just goes, we have to go. It's Lori's bedtime anyway. Like, it's fucking noon. Yeah. The sun is dead overhead. No one is casting a shadow. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's her bedtime. <laughs> We're going in the house. Uh, just be glad we didn't shoot day for night. Now, there's also some weird hippie guy there who's like, oh, you don't want to let that venom get through your bloodstream. Let me the tie, tie off, that off. Yeah. And I, you thought that guy would matter? I thought the fact that he tied it off meant like, oh, that's why it's just the hand. But uh, then it wasn't just the hand. No. And no. I got very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So so the, this this weird hippie dude who does not matter ties it off. There's a lot of doesn't matter here. Uh, the only character that's going to keep going after this is what's Har- Harry. Harry Morton. Harry is the dude who comes up and is like, hi, I'm, I'm sort of a doctor. Let me help you. I'm traveling salesman Harry Morton. And I... I got anti-venom for you. And he just randomly has fucking anti-venom in his briefcase. Mm-hmm. I hope that brief- briefcase is refrigerated. Uh, it but- isn't. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, you probably got bit by like a rattlesnake because that's the most common type of snake in this area. So let me just give you some snake anti-venom and gives him a shot. And while he's giving him a shot, we get the comedy stylings of random hotel clerk man yeah. who is just also here and is afraid of needles and... Wants to drink vodka to because he's scared of needles, but also barfs up the vodka, and it's just. I mean, Sidney Lasik <laughs> is the guy who is doing this, who has been in a million things. I know he's he's definitely a, a, a that guy. Yeah, he is the. I'm the sort of bumbling guy in a million different things. Probably most notably, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, but he's he seems, just is he doing his shtick. Yeah. So he's, but why is he doing, why does this movie need this guy? He's in two scenes. It's so weird because these are like Jamie Farr and Sidney Lassick are the two biggest name people in here. Mm -hmm. They are in the scene together and then they somehow manage to convince Jamie Farr to continue being in this movie. Yeah. And Sidney's only in one more scene. Yeah. It's just so weird that they got them and then went, oh, and you're not really a part of this by the way like don't worry we just need you for like five minutes of shtick and you can go yeah yeah so so he he kind of just goes Ooh, needles eh, kind of stuff for a while while he gets the shot and this does help make clark feel better so they go to spend the night in their hotel room we have a far the fuck too long love scene that does that look that's just dark and and arms moving around in the dark oh yeah we get a couple lisa clark love scenes where you see nothing like like i'm not, not just you don't see any sexy stuff like you literally see nothing it yeah. is just pitch black yeah you can't see shit because it's Lori's bedtime yeah so so the, <laughs> you're not gonna see anything oh <laughs> uh, uh but, but so it, but it just goes on for fucking forever and they just have like this shitty little piano music there's also i, I just want to mention this this is this happens i think in the scene where they're driving over the snakes, there's a part where a song comes on, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this song could bore, like, a nuclear explosion back into its shell. It's so fucking bad. This had better be diegetic. And then it turns out that, yes, it's Lo- it's uh, Lisa singing and playing the pia- uh, the guitar. Yeah, Lisa... <laughs> I think she I thinks mean, that's why she's going to California, yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's sort of a bare idea here of she is a singer-songwriter-musician mm-hmm. type... And that's why they're going, and Clark is just sort of 
also coming along. Yeah. Well, if they're going, th- if that's the kind of music she plays, they're going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she won't make it. No. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, they they, uh, they go to the hotel room, have a long, tender love scene that doesn't matter for shit. The next morning, Clark gets up to go off and do something by himself. I think he's washing the car. And uh, the snake shows up again, but just sort of slithers around under the blankets while Lisa beats the fuck out of it with her guitar. Yeah. Until it's... It, it, you never see the snake. You just no. see an arm wriggling around under the blankets from just off screen. And then a blood pack that they put under some sheets that you could hit. And it would explode, because that's all that happens. Yes, she manages to hit the snake hard enough that it explodes like a water balloon full of blood, which is weird. Yeah, because just like, and especially given that you're like, oh, you just put a fucking blood pack underneath some sheets. Yeah. Because she hits it once, and it is just like... Yeah, it goes out like that fucking uh, toxic waste guy in RoboCop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, fucking, they just... Leave. Yeah, they Apparently, just skip town without telling anyone. Yeah, because the next time we see it, the cleaning lady comes in and screams and leaves because no one informed anyone they had a dead, bloody snake in the bed. <laughs> yeah, they just what the fuck, guys? I'm sure they went back to Sidney Lasik and he was like, <laughs> "What can I do for you?" And they're like, "No, nah, we don't. We, we don't. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> nope. Good. Pass. All right. Thanks, Napoleon. We're gonna te- we're gonna check out." <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, this 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 uh, but hotel that's where finds it. Uh, Harry, when they find the snake, he's like, "Oh shit, that's a bushman. That's I gave him anti venom for a rattler and not a bushman. This is fucked up. He'll probably end up dying unless he gets the right one." I'm like, "Dude, it's a little past time now. It doesn't. Your window has closed. <laughs> I'm also I'm not a hundred. It's not like I'm an anti venom expert. This isn't really my field of expertise. But do you think if you got hit with a dose of rattlesnake anti-venin and you didn't have rattlesnake poison in you it would also kill you i don't know i i don't know like i I, his his concern is that he's gonna get sued uh that these these two dumb kids are gonna come back and find this random guy in this random town who is a traveling salesman they will never find him Hmm. um and uh i do love looking this shit up and be like oh best results within the first four hours but effective up to two days Mm -hmm. and i guess it's I guess within it two might days. run up to them within. I feel like it's if it's two days, it is the tail end of yeah, two days. Yeah, it, it's not like it matters. It's like a mutant snake, or it's a mutant bushmaster snake. Yeah, whatever. I also love that it's supposed to be just like a local snake that got mutated. When he's like a bushmaster, these aren't found around here. I'm like, wait, did did when they were doing the nuclear testing at Yellow Sands, did they just import a bunch of exotic snakes to see what would happen? Apparently, why is the snake here? Why would you I bother? Mean, part of when they were having the conversation it was like, ah. Oh, mutated or whatever and i'm like so are you saying a a snake that wasn't a bushmaster mutated into one is that what we're (laughs) going with i think they just use the term mutate the way like the teenage ninja turtles shows did where they're just like it just does whatever sometimes it turns you into a turtle ninja or a rat ninja sometimes it turns you into a bucket with a brain in it it's and i'm not talking about krang i'm talking about mutagen man it just does whatever (laughs) mutation it does whatever the fuck. Yeah, and that's that's true here. Uh, but yeah, so he's now now he's on the chase for them because he has the right anti-venom and he still wants to give them. And also he just wants to talk them into signing a release waiver. Well, yeah, because he talks to his uh, lawyer. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you gave this guy the wrong anti-venom. And now if he dies, you could be held liable mm-hmm. for that. So you need to either 
get him to sign a waiver or, you know, give him the right stuff and make sure he lives. Yeah. Because if this guy dies, Lisa will fucking sue you into the ground. Luckily for uh, for Harry, he has a way to find them. You see, he uses his CB radio a lot and is friends with the three most annoying small-time character actor truckers in the world. <sighs> God damn. So... This whole thing with Harry and trying to track them down is so weird because, again, you could take the Harry character out of this movie. Like, mm -hmm. the whole anti-Venom thing doesn't do anything to the plot. It's got nothing to do with nothing. His actual interactions with anyone in this movie has nothing to do with anything. Outside of the one scene where he gives the shot mm -hmm. and then one more scene where he finds Clark in a hospital, they basically do not interact at all. Yeah, he's at the climax as well, but he but he might as well have just been a sheriff at the time. He he doesn't do anything related to his story. No. So yeah, he, he just he just they just gave Jamie Farr. Yeah, they Farr. just gave more business to Jamie Farr. Yeah. Because he just his... talks to three truckers. <sighs> Death Wish, a trucker who drives wants around to kill people. He, he's just like a wannabe murderer. He's the least important one. There's Beef, and Beef is a big beardy guy who's laughing about everything and is just sort of like, what if Santa was a trucker? Yeah, he's like a toothless dummy, He's he, and he thinks everything's funny. And then Flo, who is also his, like, like uh, his, trucker his, his girlfriend? side piece, his, I guess not side piece, I guess he's married or anything, his, uh, his BFF. It's his or, trucker girlfriend. Yeah, FWB is what I meant to say. She's yeah, not, yeah um, trucker girlfriend. And so he gets on the CB radio and just says every CB word. He has the sentence where he's just like, all right, come on back now. We got some slappers on the rail downside, sunny side up. Where are them smokies? Come back 10-4. Okay, you go ahead. You're like, none of that was right, dude. And Stop I'm looking, looking for two, two kids in a silver Jeep. Come on back. Radio, slap side, maple syrup. Uh, <laughs> hauling a load of jigsaw plate to Chickasaw. And you just, just don't, man. Just, just don't. You didn't either, need to do either this. Either find someone who knows this shit or just don't. <laughs> or I guess it's his character trait. But all the truckers love him anyway. He's best friends yeah, with these three All fuckers. three truckers that exist in the world uh -huh. love him and are always in radio distance of him. Yeah, and also always near this Jeep. Yeah, for some reason, all three truckers and him are always within radio distance of each other mm. and right near where this Jeep is. Yeah. Like now, it makes sense for Jamie Farr's character to be near him. He's following them. He wants to find them. But I'm like... Dude, we established at at least one point that I think Death Wish and Beef are going opposite directions, mm -hmm. and yet they remain in the same, like, zone. Well, yeah, Death Wish is effectively useless. He is he is a character who's there for one joke, which is that he wants to kill people. He's like, oh, I think I found him. You want me to get him? Yeah, because the one time he says anything, he says, like, I think I found him. I found the Jeep. I just passed them. They're going south out of Truth or Consequences, which is in New Mexico, and our main characters are in Arizona. It's like a six-hour drive between them so he is useless he will never matter <laughs> uh, i only knew winslow's in arizona because of the fucking jackson brown song uh, <laughs> yeah the i think that's right was that is there is that an eagle song well i mean they when they pulled into the i think the station right after they got out of uh like snake territory they had just entered texas mm -hmm. and i'm like Man, for you two, within, like, a few hours of leaving Texas to then be like, and now we're in New Mexico, I'm like, the fucking hell you are. 
I've driven that shit. No, you are not. Uh, they kind of they kind of play fast and loose with uh with some of this stuff. Yeah. Like I I don't even is Yellow Sands. I don't even think Yellow Sands is a real place. No. So I it, it sounded real enough that I was willing to kind of believe it. I was like, oh, I feel like I've heard of a place called Yellow Sands in like New Mexico or something. But I think it's actually like White Sands or something. Yes. So, yeah. But but yeah, they just they just kind of play fast and loose with that part of the country. Don't it, it, just don't worry about it. No, everything that's like the Southwest is basically right next to each other yeah. in this movie. Yeah. So anyway, we got we got to accelerate the plot. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, they they, so, leave, they skip town. They they fuck off. Harry is in pursuit, and uh, Clark's hand is fucked up. We get the scene where they go to a bar at one point, and this is where the whole oh, this is it's taken control. This bite, yeah, because he's getting worse and worse, and he's kind of turned into like a he's a, getting sweaty and fucked up. Yeah, he doesn't want he won't talk to people. He's just sitting there nursing a beer. And they're in a cowboy bar where I thought violence was going to happen outside. I don't know if that was just me, but there's a shot of them parking. And then immediately they get flanked by two cowboy c- cars full of cowboys who walk around front. And like, hey, what are you all doing here? What? Yeah, where Ooh, are you? Go- she's pretty. Where's pretty? Where are you going? I'm like, they didn't leave them room to open their car doors. They're slapping the hood. This is an assault. Yes. That's what this this is fi- being filmed as if it's a, 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 an assault in progress. 100%. And it is not. It is just happy cowboys welcoming new strangers to their bar. Yeah, because in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, shit's about to go down. And then someone just goes, hey, let's get a drink. And everyone leaves. Yeah. And you're like, okie doke. <laughs> but one of the cowboys inside the bar goes up to Lisa and is like, hey, let's dance. And she's like, hey, Clark, you mind if I go dance with this guy? Because I want to dance. And yeah. he's like, sure. No, she doesn't have any agency at all. She just goes, I've been dying to dance. And then the cowboy guy turns to Clark and is like, hey, now, don't worry there, Mr. Man. I'll bring her back to you in one piece. And he just goes, I know you will. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Yeah, because he's all emo now because he's got a snake hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how you. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. If you get real emo with a snake if, hand. If your teen is, is showing signs of turning emo, make sure they're not hiding one of their hands from you. <laughs> if they've got weird gloves on, mm-hmm. make sure that hand ain't a snake. Yeah. There, there's only two paths you can go down once you get snake hand, and the other one is you, like, join the Serpent Society and menace Captain America. <laughs> I guess you could also threaten He-Man. I think that was a thing. Probably. But I don't know enough about it. I mean, maybe menace the Joes if you got really fucked Ooh, up. Yeah, there you go. You if you go, were yeah. once a man. If you were once a man, but now you are snake <laughs> on top. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway. <party> in the back. <laughs> they... They dance, and when when she comes back, he smacks her, and, you know, this leads to, of course, the guy she was dancing with is like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you when he goes to hide in the fucking uh, the bathroom. restroom. He, goes, he locks himself in the, in, the, in the shitter in the restroom. This is a weird sequence. They filmed this cowboy dude who asked her to dance as if he's going to be a big menace, as if he's a problem for them. And I, I get the idea that it's like a juxtaposition. Like, like he's not. He's just a friendly cowboy who wants to ask a lady to dance. But we have to watch him notice her from across the bar, look around all evilly, peek around from behind a tree. And oh, for sure. Fingers. If this was any other movie, 
this would have been like, oh, he goes and, you know. He's the Lothario. Yeah, he tries to dance with her and then he gets a little too handsy and our hero comes in and beats him up and is like, hey, you get your hands off her. He still does get a little too handsy. There's a shot of him, of uh, of Clark looking back at them and he's got his hands on her ass. And Not that he, Lisa gives a shit. No, she doesn't care. And when when they come back up, he also pats her on the ass and like does a little chin lift thing with one finger, which is extremely invasive. So you're like, oh, I, I get it. This is going to be the scene where he rises up and now he has snake strength or some shit. But no, instead, this is the good guy and a victim. Yeah, the fucking movie feels like it was filmed in 1980, not 1989. It's so weird. And then Clark, like, when he's hiding in there, the guy comes in and is like, dude, you don't fucking hit women. Like, that's fucked up. You you want to slap someone around? You slap me around. And I'm like, this is the hero of the film, my man. Yeah. Our dude with the snake hand is in the bathroom after having just hit a lady and... They're the guy that they had done all of the like camera and cinema tricks to make you go, oh, this is going to be a bad guy who needs to get his and ass. And they directed beat. him to constantly touch this this uh, this taken woman's uh, this this yeah, monogamously all, committed all woman's the ass. cinema shortcuts yeah. to go. This guy is a bad guy. Yeah, and then everything out of his mouth is like, no, you we treat women with respect around here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and I'm like, what is going is on that in this purpose, movie? or is that just one more proof that this is absolutely shitty that you just didn't know how to like frame a scene uh but yeah he comes out and then basically breaks this guy's hand with his snake hand yeah yeah his snake hand has super strength so he just sort of grabs it in a nice cheap special effect the guy just goes ow my wrist is broken and ow! Uh, falls down <laughs> ah, my arm <laughs> uh, it's definitely broken ah my arm someone fully in break sounds yeah then he runs away and fall and just sort of slumps down outside out, outside the bar uh, Lisa, of course, comes out to get him. They get in a car, drive to a hotel, and she's like, look, in the morning, you can drop me off at a uh, bus Anywhere, station. Anywhere, I don't Tucson. care. We're done. And kicks him out, and like when she leaves the hotel room in the morning, finds him having slept outside in the fucking grass. Yeah, she doesn't even kick him out. She's just yelling at him and trying to get him to answer a question. And at one, because she, she's just like, what the fuck are you doing? What is happening? What is happening to us? We recently had a conversation where you swore you'd never hurt me. What yeah, is you going said on? You'd commit Harry Carey before you ever laid a hand I, on I me. I wish you hadn't. I wish you didn't say that, but you did. And that's the line. <laughs> you said you'd commit Harry Carey before you admitted that you have a spirit animal. <laughs> But but yeah, he goes and slumps down outside. He just gets up and leaves. And then he slumps down outside. She picks him up. She there. She is driving now because he's too fucked up to drive. She's driving to the bus stop where she's just going to let herself go somewhere other than him when he decides to just finger her with his gross snake hand wrapped in several inches of toilet paper. I don't know what's supposed to be happening. Does she have a toilet paper fetish? What is she, and what is she getting from this? It's so weird because instead of the second his hand starts to move towards her, like she slapping it away. It, yeah. She just sort of like looks down, watches what's going on, and then gets real into it. They stop at a well, roadside barn, barn yeah. and then have a in-the-dark love scene. And then next scene, he's driving and everything is fine. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I guess sex temporarily cured the snake-isms. And then they get pulled over by the cops and... Our man is super angry, and, you know, when they pull him over, he's like, hey, fuck you, ah, and so the the lead sheriff is just like, oh, you sass me, boy, that's gonna be it for you, 
you got to get out of the car. And he's like, no, I don't think I do. Yeah, he, he just refu- refuses everything. Where they're he's like, where's your warrant? Where's he's like, you? warrant? I don't need no warrant. I'm a sheriff in the 80s. <laughs> he's right. He really doesn't need a warrant. He has probable cause and it's a car. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's just like, well, why don't you get out and let me see the back? Which is the only thing he agrees to, which is wild because he's got a rifle back there clattering around. Yeah. He, for some reason, like the first thing he asks is to let me see the hand. And he won't. But he will open up the back where the rifle is, and he's like, oh, I've got a permit for that. Not I have a permit. Not my county. <laughs> and so then he's just like, oh, I can smell drugs a mile away. You're a druggie. And I'm mm. like, that's a weird thing to jump to, but okay. Yeah, what you're probably smelling is the giant piles of Nickelodeon brand green slime that they put everywhere for people to stick their hands behind and find. <laughs> that keeps happening throughout the movie. Lisa keeps reaching behind the seats of the car and being like, oh, gross. I forgot there's a huge amount of gack back there. Like someone said, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Also, she's traveling with a bunch of birds in a cage. Mm-hmm. After they have barn sex in the dark uh, and he's driving, she notices that the birds are gone and he's just like, I let them out. And I'm like, dude, the only reason for those birds to be there was for a scene where you eat those birds. Yeah. And you didn't even include that scene. No, we know it happened, but we don't see it. There is a shot of him drinking a beer that supposedly has a fly in it. That's the closest to him voluntarily doing anything gross. Ugh. So, uh, so yeah, we, but yeah, he's just like, I let him out. And I, I, I glad we skipped the shorthand for this. She doesn't go, what the fuck? You let my birds out? I'm breaking up with you until you finger me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cops end up. Because he refuses to take the bandages off of his hand, they're like, great, well, then I'm going to arrest you then. Yeah. And put him into the back and take him away. For a long fucking boring story drive. Leaving Lisa alone without keys to the fucking Jeep, so she just gets to stand there. Yeah, she's told to meet them at the sheriff's office in an hour, but I don't know how they expect her to get there. But yeah, once once we're in the sheriff's car, it's just like, well, these characters might as well have some business. We got a movie to fill. So the the uh, sheriff gets on the radio to tell a story about his deputy that's sitting next to him to another sheriff somewhere where he's just like, yeah, he tried to arrest everyone in a cat house and they handcuffed his hand to his dick. Except that instead of the version where I just told you what happened, it takes 10 fucking minutes. Yeah, because, of course, Clark in the back is having a you know terrible transformation sequence, except he's not. He's yeah. having an under bandages transformation sequence. Yes. And so he's moaning and sweating and they're like, oh, well... Son, you're all hopped up on goofballs, and this is for the best. It'll get it out of your system, but it just takes forever to get through. Yeah, it's just fucking boring. Anyway, eventually, it gets bad enough that they stop to go take a look at him. Barney goes into the back as the deputy, and the snake hand, which, again, we do not see snake hand. Like, that's the big thing here. His hand is turning into a snake. Yes. That's like the big reveal yep. that we will get in another like 30 minutes you, from now. You want the spoiler? He's got a snake hand. Also, but, the rest of him is snaky, but not turning into a visible snake in any meaningful way. But he, instead of snake hand being like, ah, oh, my hand bit you or whatever, he just jams it down this dude's gullet and rips his heart out through his throat in a scene that takes like three minutes for some reason. Uh, I I think they thought the special effect looks good, but in order to make sure that you can't see it, the deputy has his hand right over where the face snake interaction is happening. And so it's just a shot of a dude's shaky hand for several minutes as he goes, and there you go. Yeah. And the actual sheriff manages to survive because he was taking a piss, and then instead of killing him when the sheriff comes over to look, he just gets, like, knocked out, and then Yeah, he gets Clark hit in the back of the away. head. 
Clark runs away, somehow gets perfectly clean, not sweaty, clean clothes, and goes and finds Lisa again. Yeah. Get back in there. They fuck off. And she's like, he's already really, really sick again. So she's like, let me take you to a hospital. And as he's like, fading- for some reason, he's like, no hospitals. And I'm like, why? You what? Why? That's the snake hand talking. I don't want anyone to know about my snakeness. It's also the snake hand that hit Lisa. This, this is why this is why he's so snake. This is the evil of the snake hand. Uh, but even he doesn't know he has a fucking snake hand yet. He just no. knows he has an evil hand. No, he he knows something's going on. He knows he killed that deputy. He knows some shit is happening. Uh, but but uh, he doesn't want to tell anyone about it. Probably because he's killed a couple of people at this point. Or yeah, just one, one. just the he's deputy. Killed, he's killed one. And he's it is broken an, a wrist. Yeah, it is an hour into the movie, and he kills the deputy. It is the second death of the movie. I assume that we watch the the second gas station attendant get killed I mean, by a snake. Dog. We assume that the gas station attendant got killed by snake dog puppet, but we don't get confirmation on that. Yeah, we don't know. That might have just been like when Kermit went after Vincent Price and his vampire fangs. <laughs> Much lies. He's like, oh, you got me. Blah. I am a vampire snake dog. Uh, but yes, they take him to the hospital. He gets brought in and the doctor <laughs> cuts away the bandages. And even then we just see the hand. It's like, what's this? Oh, someone put some goop on a regular ass hand. It's just a gross hand. And she like backs away scared. I'm never sure if that's supposed to be a doctor or a nurse, but she's doing doctor it's stuff. It's doctor. It's a doctor. Yeah. She, she introduces herself once as Dr. Martyr. And that's yeah. it. The, uh, the Cause other- I was like, oh. You're a martyr? That's that's an interesting name for your doctor, Dr. The ol- martyr. The only thing about, the reason I thought she might be a nurse is because the only thing we know about this place, they're in Winslow, Arizona now, and the only thing I knew about that place, besides that there's a girl on the corner, and by the way, I was right, it's both. It's a Jackson Brown written song that the Eagles perform. There you go. Uh, it, it, anyway, um... It is that beef the 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 trucker, trucker with, beef the trucker beef with no teeth he he mentions that he sees them pulling into Winslow and Mar- uh, uh, Marty or whatever is Harry is like well what's in Winslow nothing except in that brand new hospital they got out there oh a new hospital what's in that nothing except about forty or so sexy hot nurses <laughs> and and uh, you're just like oh okay well I guess that's a setup no the, the hospital has one employee yeah. <laughs> they have one we see the doctor and one nurse at a station when harry gets there yeah and that is it for this entire hospital <laughs> so the nurse the uh doctor goes off to she basically cuts loose the bandage gives this guy a sedative or clark a sedative and then goes off and picks one of those mobile tape recorders up and starts being like hypothesis <laughs> You know, as as doctors do when standing about ooh 20 feet from the patient, yeah. they're like, this, my patient's hand is all fucked. Hypothesis. Snake fucked his hand up. And you're like, what is happening right Symptoms now? Symptoms presenting. Hypothesis. Prognosis. Diagnosis. You're like, shut the fuck. What are you, Sherlock Holmes? Right? <laughs> Just go do something. He's still sitting there. And, I mean... She's got an x-ray of his hand, which I was like, when the fuck did you manage to get this idiot to an x-ray machine? I assume he was unconscious at that part. But the x-ray is like, oh, this hand's way more snaky than our actual makeup department has managed to make his hand. Basically, after she cuts the hand loose and goes back to see him again, there's a shot of like an eye opening. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, ooh, there's a an eye in his hand because his hand's a snake now, except all we ever get is a very tight close up on it. and And when I saw it, I was like, Where's that supposed to be opening from? Is that is that on his hand? Is where where is that? I, I, I here's a problem I'm running into. I'm not super 
associated with the horror tropes of the 80s and 90s. So I'm not uh, accustomed to Screaming Mad George and his work. So to me, this all fucking sucks and I hate everything. And I'm like, is it because they gave him like no money at all? Is he usually very good? Like normally he does very weird body horror stuff. So the like a dude whose arm is turning into a snake is the type of shit that you're like, yeah, that's the stuff that this guy would normally love to do. Oh, look at this cool thing. He did like, oh, he, oh shit. He was the guy behind Big Trouble and Little China's special. See, now I'm like, no, oh. Screaming Mad he, George he, is he, a fucking name. Okay, he is a wronged man in yeah. that case. I'm they not calling him They gave him $5 they, and were yeah. like, turn a man's hand into a snake. And he went, I guess. I mean, he did the fucking rat fink there. Look at that. That looks rad as fuck. Yeah, man. He did, uh, if you've. I mean, obviously you've never seen society, but he did the shit for society and the special effects for that are fucked up. Okay. I'm, I'm now on team screaming mad George. It's not his fault. This shit looks like this. Someone did him wrong. Yeah. They just did not give him a budget to work. Yes. So he ends up, uh, very heavy air quotes, ripping the doctor's jaw off. Uh, Yeah. Which is the. The lead shot, like if you watch this on YouTube or something, that shot of her not having a jaw is the the scare shot that they use to try and sell you this. Except it just looks like her jaw has a red thing on it. Yeah. Again, it was one of those shots where I looked at it and I'm like, God damn, you tried your best yeah. to hide what is going on here, but you did not get anything to work with. No, no, no. And so from now on, I am sympathetic. To <laughs> the sc- plight of the working visual effects artist. Yeah, uh, the, the plight of the screaming special effects artist. Because <laughs> when I watched this, I was like, Jesus, this is my, my unvarnished reaction to this was, fuck, did they make this just in a hope that Fangoria would mention them because it was about snakes and snakes have fangs? Aww. Is that the whole point of this movie? Uh, so then Harry shows up, finds Clark and the dead doctor. And then his entire thing is just, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh no. Oh, yeah. He, he does. The th- thing is they don't interact. There's no. never a shot of them two in the same screen. I 100% guarantee you they shot this afterwards. I'm sure they did. Are they together in the shot in when they get, when he gives them the shot? I think there there is a shot. Yes, of, yeah. they are together when he gives the them the shot for the anti-venom. Yeah. And after that, no. everything what, else what, looks like they put it in afterwards. What I was going to say about the uh, the Harry goes to the hospital scene is that it it's another one where you're like, when the fuck was this film? Because it is him uh, muttering and stuttering his way through apologies and excuses and trying to get away from a person while backing slowly away from a very slow moving camera. Yes. It, it's, it's one of those. It's the kind of thing you'd see in a 60s cheapie. Yeah, it's weird it's weird choices that you're like oh the reason they did that is because they didn't have the ability to do anything more or you're trying to build suspense this whole but you've already given away the goose that this is a fucking snake hand so it's not like ooh, we're doing the camera pushes in on a guy while he backs away because we want it to be Uh, mysterious stay away from me whatever you are and you're like we know exactly what it is it just killed someone in a previous scene we already did that you don't have to do the camera chases a guy bit yeah except it's just there because they were like, oh, we already finished with fucking J. Eddie Peck, the guy playing Clark. Yeah. So, all right, here we go, Harry. We're going to just push it on you. Yeah, it's wild. The whole the whole hospital scene to me felt like a late 50s, like, second run B-movie. Like, people are supposed to be making out, not watching this. Because you also have the scene of the of the doctor doing that whole, like, doc, uh, diagnosis. 
a significant round of things may may, may uh, I believe this was caused by a mutated snake. And oh yeah, I, if this was the 50s, this would have been Deep Voice Man. It would have been Deep Voice Beard Man at the beginning of the movie, who's all like, hello, I have invented a radio <laughs> that can communicate with the dead. <laughs> yeah, no, this is 100% a scene in a 50s horror film where someone's like, I believe that snakes have mutated. For you see, mm-hmm. in Venom, and you just have one of those moments. Yeah, you'd have a chuckle fuck, like, his his assistant come in and be like, Well, golly, boss, I ate a snake for breakfast last Tuesday night. Yes. Oh, I meant morning. Yes, but normal snakes. Mm. These, however, are mutant snakes. <laughs> for you see, DNA, and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. You're a genius, Dr. Hollister. Also, I got my dick stuck in your pencil sharpener again. <laughs> <laughs> The first ever electrical one. (laughs) I invented it. (laughs) To kill your dick. (laughs) That's right. I invented the electric pencil sharpener to kill your dick. It's all here in my novel, To Kill Your Dicking Bird. (laughs) (sighs) Clark takes off. Yeah, he he escapes he, the hospital and he goes, goes to a gas station. He goes to a yet another gas our station. Our third gas station and our third gas station attendant. Thankfully, this one doesn't have to say anything. He goes into the bathroom and after some struggling, manages to chop off his snake arm. Yeah, he and gets I an was axe. like, neat. What a neat thing to do to be like, oh, we got like 15 minutes left. I'm going to chop off the main thing that is the driving force of this. Yeah. And I went, huh. All right. Because up until this point, I thought, oh, they... The, the tourniquet in the very first scene where he got bit stopped the mutated venom from getting yes. anywhere but that arm. So that's what's mutating. Yeah. This and is one of like six points in the movie where I cl- where I paused just to see if it was fucking over. I was yep. just like, how much left? Is this the end? Because he chopped off his arm. Are we done? Well, I mean, obviously I checked the time when the deputy died because I was like, all right, time of first death. Yeah. I always love to know that in a horror film. Yeah. And when it's two thirds of the way through, I'm like, man, this had better have been a real fucking good movie for you to have waited this long. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he uh, he chops his own arm off, escapes, finds the sheriff and Lisa driving around looking for him and hides in a truck when... I guess just because they couldn't think of another way out, a Pennsylvania Dutch Christian scientist old man wearing a straw boater gets into the car and sees him and is like, I don't wish you no harm now. Like, it's a fucking... How many Amish Christian scientist types are in Winslow, Arizona? It was such a wild fucking choice. Because the guy gets in and I was like, oh, okay, well, he's not, like, kicking him out. Oh, I guess I he's going to... another gonna, assault thing. Why... I was like, There's oh, a he's troubled gonna, youth in my car. He's going to try and save this guy. Yeah. But then he opens his mouth and I'm like, what the fuck choice did you make here? Yeah. The, you have made the safest, dumbest, easiest choices up until now. And then the guy you got to play this is like, let me be like Swedish for some reason. No, he's, he's like, he's, sure, why not? He's Pennsylvania Dutch. That's why I was like, what the fuck? Is there, a, is there a contingent of those folks living in fucking Winslow, Arizona? Why did you do this? It was wild yeah because he pops in and he's like well now the lord tell i, I can't i'm doing southwestern but his accent is you know very much amish <laughs> he's like well tis a fine man in my in my truck this i can't but he's like the lord tells us uh that we have to help people and not to ask questions i'm going to help you yeah the lord has provided you to me yes. to help yeah but when he sets it it takes him forever to get in the car because he sees him through the window and very slowly considers his options opens the door looks around to make sure no one sees gets in the car and i'm like 
this is the third time in this movie that you have filmed a victim of our main character as if he's about to assault him. Oh, yeah. Because the moment I saw him, I, I, I saw was like, this. oh, he's going to ask for a blowjob? Exactly. <laughs> he's going to get in and ask for He's going to be like, well, now, uh, well, I, you're I, down I, there. I don't mind giving you a ride, but uh, you're going to have to provide me with a little something, something. As they, they pull off on a road somewhere in the middle of fucking hills of Arizona, uh, uh, the scrubland of Arizona, they, they film it that way. And instead, he's like, Amish. A good Christian man doing his duty to help someone that he found. Yes. So he takes him home to his, I'm going to go ahead and say way too young and hot of a wife to be into this type of lifestyle. <laughs> yep. Well. <laughs> and their daughter who wants none of this bullshit. Oh, the daughter's great because yeah. they're both like, well, you know, we don't believe in medicine because the Lord provides and that's all we'll have. They stick tubes and, and things. We, we don't. We wouldn't even do that to the land. And I'm like, no, we do that to the land all the time. That's what watering plants is. It's taking. <laughs> I don't know a tube if you know what irrigation is, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, just real, real into it. And then the daughter's like, "Yo, that shit sucks. I want to poke this guy's hand. <laughs> when can I see his hand? I want to fuck with this dude." And I'm like, yeah. "This kid's all right." It's important to note that he escapes in this guy's truck, but Lisa sees him escape and doesn't tell the sheriff. Yes, we have a scene of the sheriff being like, "Hey, don't you leave my fucking county." You stay in my fucking county, or I'll come find you. We're not done until we find him. And I really wanted her to be like, "Oh, what am I? What am I? Uh, what am I going to be charged with? What am but, I? You know, am I under arrest or something?" She's ultra passive. <laughs> no, so, she's just like, "Okay, okay." But she doesn't. She doesn't tell him that she sees this this uh, person escape. Instead, she just fi- follows that truck somehow and finds him at, at, at their, these people's house. Yes. Where they immediately try to set her down for dinner. They know who she is because Clark oh, has Lisa, mentioned her. Oh, Lisa, Clark's talked about yeah. you. Well, come on in. He's resting. You can have dinner with us. You can't see him. You're like, what the fuck? Why is this so menacing? Why are you Amish? It's, it, again, so much shorthand for these are bad guys. And then you're like, no, they're just actually good Christian people doing their duty. They and really, you're like, what the fuck is happening They now? really are just Amish people who took a wrong left turn. At, I guess that to be a right turn at Albuquerque. So weird. And then uh, eventually... Depending on where you're heading from. She finds Clark upstairs, and we get yet another pitch black love scene between the two of them. Yeah, our fucking probably fourth one, I think, because there's at least one where they have a long conversation while they're touching each other as well. So yeah, that happens, and then they're still doing fine together. Uh, They go go to sleep. They go to sleep, and then the daughter comes in to poke at the hand, because she's gotta be she gotta do something yeah she's got a big plastic sword mm-hmm. and she pokes at the hand and a snake just sort of pops out of the wound of the hand yes and then attacks and also has like super tongue in that in a couple scenes once we establish the tongue it stops making sense entirely now yeah. he just is he, he just has parts that aren't connected to him he can shoot the tongue out because when the father comes in it shoots the tongue around his neck and has enough strength to pull him in. So it's not just like, oh, I've got a snake coming out of my hand. Yeah. I've got a weird mutant super snake with like, I guess, a grappling yeah. hook tongue. I, I guess he's Tongue Lashore, the He-Man villain. And uh, yeah, but he doesn't kill the guy with the snake by biting or anything. He just flings this this 
Amish dude against a wall and cracks his back of his head open. Yeah, he might not even be dead, but he just slams into the door jam. Yeah, and then he runs away. He's That's the only person who dies here. Uh, Lisa's being chased. She's stuck to the outside of the car. His creepy tongue is coming in through the air ventilation systems. Even when he gets flung off the car and reattaches himself to it, and there's no tongue coming off of him anywhere, this tongue is still just creepily menacing her from inside the car. So maybe that's a bonus snake? Well, the it's the... The hand snake is the one that's got the tongue. Yeah, but there are shots where he is separated from the car, and you can see no connection, and then it cuts back to that fucking hand. They just didn't care. It doesn't matter. I was like, meh. It's, it has to be long enough that he can wave his snake hand around, and also the tongue can go in through the air conditioning to get to her arm. Yeah. Because when she does finally cut the tongue off of her, he falls off of the car. Yes. So it's like, this is what's holding him to the car. Except it hasn't been up until exactly that moment. And also there's a great shot of his, uh, of his eyeball coming out. It's only a great, it's not a great shot because they couldn't afford to actually show an eyeball coming out of him. Uh, they could afford to have him close his eye for the rest of his appearance in the movie and do a shot of someone dripping an eyeball in clear gel onto a windshield. Yeah. They did a eyeball, shot they did his tongue falling out mm-hmm. and they did a thing where he like vomits up a like of aspic tiny... of snakes yes a bunch of tiny snakes so we're in gross out flavor now this is this is the only part where they gave uh they gave george any money yeah they're like all right well we're at 10 minutes left for this movie here you go go buck wild <laughs> and he's like finally jesus not too much money because the final villain is uh the cheapest thing I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. So they are at a construction site when all of this goes down. Mm-hmm. It's been raining. She is trying to get away in the mud mm-hmm. because it's, I mean, we can't have a cheap ass horror film without our heroine getting into mud wrestling territory. Yeah. And then the snake man drops down and is like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, oh, you thought this was a fighting pit. This is an operating table. <laughs> <laughs> it's old enough. It could be a reference to this. It's not. It isn't. No. Even remotely. No. She tries to get away, and the fact that he barfed up little snakes, and a bunch of snakes keep coming out of yeah, him. Yeah, he just keeps barfing up snakes now. He's like a Pez dispenser for snakes. I was like, oh, that's neat. It Again, it was one of those things where I was like taking the direction where instead of going, this whole dude turns into a snake, going like the route of a werewolf or like the fly or yeah. something like that, they were like, oh no, the the venom from this mutated snake just turns parts of you into snakes. Yeah, no, it's neat. It's a, it's a neat concept. It just isn't executed especially well. There is one cool shot here of him in a tunnel slithering as a human, where you can tell he's trying not to, but his arm is forcing him to. So that was yeah, that was neat. I, I, it's no, all face last... down. I can't imagine our main actor was actually doing it. No, this last ten minutes is basically they went all right, fine. I guess here's what the movie is. Yeah. So she is. Basically, the sheriff figures out where they are. I don't remember how. Uh, pulls up to this this uh, this place. I guess maybe he he got a call from the people well, they at the were Amish on, house. Yeah, they were on the way. Yeah, because Harry's in the back of the sheriff's car, having told everything to them. Ah, okay. And so they were like, ah, okay. And, and Flo's we, there too. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, just for moral support just, for just Harry to be in the movie a little more. And he's told everything that he knows and what's going on. And they're like, okay, well, we tracked the Jeep going Mm -hmm. to this house. So they're on the way to go get her. And then they get a call that's like, oh, we found the Jeep at this construction site. So then they head over to there. So they they go there. They find this sunken in mud pit that she's stuck in. There's snakes. Harry has fallen in and sunk. 
but then he pops back up right before they manage to get there with the rope and un- does the snake unhinging his jaw thing, except he just kind of folds his entire head in half backwards. Yeah. So a bone snake can come out and be the final boss. I was like, again, neat idea to go like, oh, a snake comes out and it uses like his, his spine. spine as the body of a snake. And I'm yeah. like, neat idea. Uh-huh. Screaming mad. You have neat ideas. They did not pay you to realize them. No. But you had some neat ideas. It's cool, but it looks like it's made out of McRibs. And it's- again, the like. Oh, she stabs Clark when he gets near her. Oh, he he does it to himself. He's like, he has a little moment of clarity where he pulls a pipe through himself to try and kill himself. But the whole like, and then the top of his head like unhinges and falls back. I was like, this is neat. Mm -hmm. If you had money to make this better, the ideas are neat. (laughs) So for this point, a big, ugly, terrible looking, way worse than the dog snake puppet bone snake comes out. And starts slithering around in the mud. So we only ever see shots of like a spine slithering around in the mud. They throw and then her a rope. fucking Simon Belmont whips it and it dies. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> they throw, they keep throwing her a rope and she grabs it and then just will occasionally, I assume because the director told her to, just kind of let go and fling her arms sideways away from it as if it had delivered her a shock. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, she grabs hold of it, wraps it around her and they're like, pull, pull. And they get her like you know, five feet and then she lets go. And I'm like, yeah. why? And it's not like it slips out of her hands, which is I'm sure the direction they were trying for. They're like, like you have to lose your grip on the rope. And she's like, Oh, I understand. Like spring away from it as if there were spikes in it. No, no, you, you it's going to slip through you your mean hands. Throw the rope away. <laughs> no, Lo- lose your grip. Well, I lost the grip. You mean T pose as hard as I can. <laughs> uh, no, again, uh, no, but yes, eventually, up from the mud comes the bone snake puppet and Harry gets the big hero moment where out of nowhere, he has a fucking shotgun. I assume he grabbed a cop's gun. Yeah. The, and he blows this snake up and I'm like, my man, if you weren't going to jail before, you just grabbed a cop's gun. Yeah. <laughs> you fucked up, my man. And then he's doing this like, yeah, shit. Like he's riding on Falco or some bullshit. And it's, it's, it's out of fucking nowhere and And, the movie's just over yeah i was gonna say and again no shots where lisa and harry are together at this point no so there is zero crossover yeah (laughs) he shoots the snake is like yeah and then that's the end that's it we don't even get lisa out of the pit we're just done nope it just sputters to a fucking halt this was trash oh my god all right. And I thought for sure we would end with like, because he barfed up a shitload of snakes. Yeah, I was like, snake. oh, there's a bunch of mutant snakes now. I was really expecting one snake to slither out. I mean, it wasn't having, because well, I watched that the rest shot, of this movie. I was going to say, having that shot where it's like, yay, we win. And then you just show one snake slither away somewhere. Yeah. And then you end the movie. I expected one snake to slither away and turn around and have his face. <laughs> but, you know, that would have been if this movie had the money. Uh... <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that was... Or one snake with a perfect human arm. (laughs) Oh, you mean Trogdor. (laughs) But the Vs aren't consummate. (laughs) Did some chiaroscuro shading on there? (laughs) Anyway. Just keep doing what you're doing, Strong (laughs) Rod. God damn it. Anyway. Voice of a generation. That shit is 20 years old. I know. So, <laughs> that is the end of Curse to the Bite. Uh, let's go ahead and give our bests and worsts for this movie. Uh, do you want me to start you with the worst so you have more time to think of something good? <laughs> I was going to tell you my least favorite thing about this movie and the thing I hated about it the most. That'll be my- 
why don't you, why don't we start on the worst? Why no, don't the best me... thing in this movie is the performance of uh, of James Farr or whatever his Jamie. name, Jamie Farr. He's he's good. He plays a, a, a slippery salesman. Uh, he's fun to watch. Uh, he has a lot of of business that that you know the movie it does nothing, but at least you're hanging out with a beloved, well known character actor who's doing an okay thing, and he's not connected to the movie really, so he doesn't have the stink of it on him. So that's the best. I mean, re- really, what sure. else is it gonna be? Fine. Yeah. What do you? I gonna- mean, obviously, my favorite thing in this entire movie is the fucking snake dog puppet. That thing <laughs> rules. <laughs> it is so bad, and I love it so much I, the first thing i saw when it came out and bit the guy i was like man i, I see where he was going with that but a skexies wouldn't wipe one of their six assholes with that thing that it thing is, looks like trash it's so fucking bad <laughs> i love it so much because they just instead of going ah oh, we're gonna give you a little peek as a as a little scare right when he, he just does the whole thing. thing they're like nope we're gonna have it attack the attendant and you're gonna get to see it and i'm like oh you made a bad choice and i <laughs> i get to win because of it <laughs> all right that's fair all right worst part of this movie for you um I, i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say the worst part of i i mean what i really want to say is all the wasted characters that are just in it for no reason but but if i'm picking a specific thing i hate it's gonna be the long boring love scenes that don't go anywhere oh the pitch and, dark it are filmed in pitch dark yeah it's not like i'm saying i wanted to see some skin or whatever that's not what I, i'm saying cut that shit show oh, you did do, not need that tasteful fade to the window make your movie 84 minutes long done oh yeah it was the worst part for me and this movie's all bad i'm just saying oh it's top to bottom top terrible. to bottom bad i would all the, I, I mean i don't know if this is the worst thing or the most baffling but also all the shots of victims where they they very clearly set them up as like rapists and assaulters and so on and they're not they're just so incompetent at staging a scene that everyone they meet comes off like they're about to murder you oh yeah everyone's got real threatening energy yeah it's wild I, although that kept me watching so i don't think i want to call it the worst thing whatever what about you oh it is five thousand percent the i'm gonna finger you with my bandage yes that is the worst thing in here because it comes right after the drop me off somewhere i don't want to see you you hit me and then she's like ah but you fingered me with nasty hand we're all good now what if you took your big old ultra flow tampon shaped lollipop hand and just rub me down there for a minute it's gonna feel like i'm getting off on a really absorbent pillow (laughs) god that was fucking awful i couldn't while it was happening, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way you're doing this. I kept waiting for the slap away. I was like, when's yeah. the slap away going to happen? Ugh. But rating from zero to whatever. So there you go. All right. We are going to rate the movie from zero to five. Each of us so we can get a rating out of ten. Jeff. Point five. Probably the worst movie I've seen in three to five years. I Hey, you I, saw Baby Ghost recently, my man. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Good Lord, you're right. I saw Baby Ghost. You recently. saw Baby Ghost like Baby a month Ghost. ago. Yes. <laughs> and I blame you. You should. <laughs> Worst movie I've seen since Baby Ghost. <laughs> Great. Worst movie you've seen this year? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, don't you fret, baby boy. I'll find more. Then we'll watch Roller Gator or something else made by the Baby Ghost. Oh guy what Ugh. do you got oh i i'm gonna give this i'm gonna go as far as a one i think they there's no movie here because 
95% of this is just filler shit yeah. and they don't get to anything. No, I can't tell you how much of this movie is stock footage of trucks with people talking over it. It is... The problem I have is I'm like, I feel like so much of it is because they needed to put Jamie Farr in more of this, mm. that this movie would have been like 20 minutes shorter oh, without yeah. him. No, this is an episode of some horror anthology that got stretched for no good reason. And it's not, I mean, Baby Ghost was so much worse than this. Yes. Like, eh. so much worse. Eh. No, in eh. my, here's the thing. <laughs> this tried god bless it okay it tried yeah, baby ghost didn't try they got me there <laughs> so i'm gonna give it a one we'll go a 1.5 out of 10 <laughs> for curse to the bite thank you so much for joining us for our review we will of course be back in another couple weeks with more movie mastery as we do but if you want to help support us you like what we do here there are so many ways you can do it it costs you nothing to tell anybody about the show. If you like the show, yeah. let them know what we do. But if you want to help us out, keep the lights on, keep foods and mouths and mm -hmm. shows well, of shittiness yeah, being paid keep, for. Even keeping our equipment working. I just spent a bunch of money fixing my, my the, oh. the sole work laptop that has like 80% of our output on it. Oh, yeah. God, we've it. You know what? It's been a week. Jeff's had a week. I've had a, I've had a rough week. I've had a, I've had a death in the family. I've had a a, 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 a long life diagnosis of a new disease for myself. Daughter had COVID the whole time, and then computer and then blew my up. computer blew up right as everything was kind of starting to wind down. So it, you know, yeah, it's been it's been a time. <laughs> so if you feel, if you've ever felt like donating to us, now is a really good time. Uh, so if you head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery, of course, anything you give helps there. We appreciate anything, of but course. all of the levels, we do want to give something back. They all unlock bonus content. And if you want, we are just getting into our new season of TV Mastery over at the $10 level. It unlocks all of our bonus content, and we are doing very special episodes very of special. sitcoms. Mm -hmm. And we got another <laughs> fucking doozy for you. Oh, this was the reason I said yes. <laughs> so... uh. Go ahead and join us over on patreon.com slash system mastery. You can always, of course, if you want to, instead of sign up for anything like that, you mm -hmm. can just go to systemmasterypodcast.com. If you want to give us a dollar or five bucks, there's a give us some money button. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways to support us. You can buy our books. You can come see us at shows. Yeah, there's I, so many ways to be a part of the System Mastery train and help us keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to join the community... Uh, if you've seen Curse to the Bite and you need to tell someone that you've seen this because there's a level of bad movie that you see where you have to tell people about it, mm -hmm. you're like a prophet who has seen the horrid future and you must tell those around you, you can join our Discord. Go over on Twitter if you go to at System Mastery. The link permanent to our Discord is there. We got a great community. And of course, if you support us on Patreon, you unlock a whole bunch of extra stuff on there. But extra the base, rooms, colors, all kinds of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, the base Discord, though, is fully open and free. So yeah. you can join us if you want. Nice people. You can find that. The, the permalink there is on the, uh, our, uh, twi our tw uh, what's the word I'm looking Twitter. for? Pinned, our pinned Twitter post. Yes, it's <laughs> at System Mastery on Twitter. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in another two weeks with more Movie Mastery. And until then, all of you have a good one.
In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Star Wall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.